Hi, I'm Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I am interviewing Devin O'Brannigan. Devin O'Brannigan is the author of the young adult vampire novel, Glory, the humorous chick lit novels, Red Hot Property and Red Hot Liberty, and the metaphysical novels, Spirit Warriors and Witch Hunt. Welcome, Devin. I'm so glad you're here with me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, likewise. I originally met you when your colorful canine character, Talisman, contacted me to interview my dog, Einstein. That was a Best Friends uh, fundraiser, I believe you were working on at the time, right? Yes. Yes. And by the way, I was really proud and very excited that you included Einstein and me in your celebrity lineup. I wound up getting your book, and of course I loved it. It's great, great stories. And the thing that intrigued me so much and I love so much about your work is the way that you include dogs into your stories. It is so cool. I love the personalities, the the insights, the way the dogs interact in the stories. and They're just so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. So, Devin, how did you come to write these books? It, what inspired you to do that? And why is it important for you to include dogs in them? Well, life is not complete without animals. So in my first two novels, they didn't include any characters that were animals. And when I, I took a break from writing, and when I came back, I wanted to make my work more relevant, more rich, more beautiful. So the truth is, mm-hmm. I wrote Red Hot Property when my dog Colby had just died, uh-huh. when my mother had just died. Both of them had just died in my arms um, within 10 days of each other. Mm-hmm. My dog Jazz was dying, and I was at the lowest point in my life. I decided to write Red Hot Property, which became a... Um, it was actually a humorous novel that I needed. It was, a, it was a form of survival for me because I was at my lowest. So I wrote the funniest thing that I've ever written in my life. And in the process, I wanted to do an homage to, to Colby, who had passed away. And so I created this, this character of talisman based on her to honor her and as a tribute to her. Wow. Oh. So that's where it began, and then she became so popular, so popular. She had her own. She has her own little fan club. She gets uh, she gets requests for her photograph. She gets at times we go through phases where she gets more requests for her photograph than I do for mine, and um, so uh, it just it grew from there. And I realized that I wanted to incorporate the, the animals into the books. So when Red Hot Property was the first in a series of books that are this comic, humorous theme. And uh, along the way, I I decided to also start this young adult vampire uh, novel series. Interesting. Uh, Interesting choice of of, uh, topic. Uh, actually, there's a story behind that, too. But I want to hear it. You know I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, when I was writing Red Hot Property, or when I finished Red Hot Property, I called my literary agent, and I asked her, what can I do to make Red Hot Liberty uh, even more commercially appealing? Mm-hmm. And she laughed, and she said, put a vampire in it. And I laughed, and then she stopped laughing, and then I stopped laughing, and she oh said, seriously, Devin, you should write a vampire novel. You could do a very good vampire novel. And well. So I went ahead and I started the the vampire series and Jazz had just died. So it was like, okay, so I have a series that honors Colby's memory and this gives me an opportunity to start a different series that will feature 
jazz that I could, you know, I could honor her with. Wow. And so she became the intrepid demon fighting Australian shepherd. Hallelujah. Oh, I love that. It was so true to her character because where Colby was a prissy pampered little show dog with attitude, um, <laughs> uh, jazz was always the fearless one. She was totally fearless dog that I, the most fearless dog I have ever met and, uh, got her in trouble a lot actually. Um, but, uh, it just was tr- really a good thing for her personality. This character just it was it was in total harmony. And all through the book, when I was writing it, every time I'd come to a scene where I had to figure out what I would have the canine character do, I would ask myself, "WWJD, what would Jazz do?" Uh-huh. And, oh, I love uh, that. WWJD, yeah. what would Jazz do? That's brilliant. Yeah, and she's Ooh. very very popular now too. So we have um, we have two very popular canine characters now in these respective series. Oh man. I I love this. <laughs> so I have another question. So is it true that you also feature the pets of friends and fans in your novels? I do. Actually, oh I do. God. So how uh, does that work? It started with the, with the contest, and so maybe I should start talking about that. Okay. I became aware of Best Friends Animal Sanctuary and the work that they do through my grief counselor, with whom I was trying to process all of my, my grieving issues about, about my mother and my dogs and such, and Sorry, I get emotional when I talk about this. When my dogs died, I consulted a uh, a grief counselor who, interestingly enough, uh, is affiliated with the um, Argus Institute, which is an organization at uh, CSU Veterinarian Clinic up in Fort Collins. They are a public organization to help veterinarians deal with the grief issues related to the loss of their patients and um, for people who have lost their pets. And I started, uh, I was so devastated when I lost my girls that I went ahead and consulted with someone there who was very kind. And in the process of, of dealing with my grief, she suggested I do something in their memory to benefit other animals. And the organization that she referred me to was Best Friends Animal Sanctuary or mm-hmm. Society. They are the uh, largest no-kill facility in the world. They are on 3,000 acres in southern Utah, and they rescue animals of, of all types. They try to adopt them out if they can, and if they can't, then they, uh, if they're unadoptable for whatever reason, They keep them, and they love them, and they are an amazing organization, and they operate entirely by donation. Well, I was not in a position to give a lot of money to them. For a while, I you know, gave them regular donations. But when I wrote Red Hot Property, since it was also the book itself was in memory of one of my dogs, I thought, okay, well, I need to do something I can tie in with this project. I decided something that would be fun for everybody would be to uh, hold a raffle where all proceeds went to Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. And the winner of the raffle, their pet would become a character in the next book of the series. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) So I have held two raffles now, and I have now a, a character that was chosen to be in the the second book of the series, which I'm working on now, which is Red Hot Liberty. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of the third raffle, or of the second raffle, rather, will be in the third book, which is called Red Hot Vampire. Uh-huh. The winners of those two raffles, their animals are going to be featured in these two books. And then also some of the people who just entered the raffle, um, I decided to honor their their participation by including some of their animals in very minor walk-in, walk-on kind of roles in the books. <laughs> 
And so that's going to be fun. And then I also just have some friends that I'm including their pets. Um, I I have some friends with very interesting um, pets, so I'm including them as I go, as I can. I don't, I'm trying to not uh, make it too overwhelmingly animal focused, but I want to have, you know, the color that that provides. Well, it adds a unique and I think a brilliant dynamic plus you know, when you touch into the consciousness of dogs and other animals, it expands your work entirely. It, like, it, it brings in a whole other life into it um, that, you know, all of us animal lovers are sensitive to and we resonate with. That's why we love having animals in our life. We love reading about them. And I think it's a, a delightful concept. And, of course, you know I'd love to have Einstein, the psychic pickle-eating pup. <laughs> In one of your books, but I know that's up to you. Actually, I'm going to try to put him in Red Hot Vampire. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I am. That one's going to deal a lot more with the paranormal, so that will work. Oh, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. Thank you. So that's how you got involved with Best Friends Animal Society, and that's also how you've used your novels to raise money. Yes. Uh, and do fundraising for them also. That's yes. wonderful. I love that. Yes. They, they were very thrilled, and it, the success um, was wonderful, and a lot of money was raised for them. So it was, it was win-win. I love it. That's so wonderful. I know we both feel really strongly about animal welfare, taking care of our animals, keeping them off the streets, giving them good forever homes, stepping in when there's a need. I'm delighted to support you and all of that, and, of course, I'm a supporter of the Best Friends All. So, oh, 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 here's a rumor. I have heard that there's a celebrity canine that's going to be featured in your upcoming novel, Red Hot Liberty. Are you at liberty to tell us about that? Yes, I am, actually. (laughs) And there's a story behind this, too. Of Um, course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When my my late Australian shepherd, Jazz, was, um, was, was dying, she had a very lengthy, very difficult illness. And right near the end, I was uh, watching 2006 Crufts uh, Dog Show. The winner of 2006 Crufts Best in Show was an, a Bloomerl Australian Shepherd, just like Jazz. It was, and I can't, I don't know, there was an emotional thing that happened to me um, really? when I was watching it. Uh, I was sitting there with her, and we were watching it on television, and I, I started to cry because it was like this dog, this almost mirror image of her, was at the very height uh, the, his moment in life, you know, the, the height of his power and his glory and his his um, magnificence. And Jazz's light was fading, and, and it was just very poignant. I, and I, I'll just never forget that. And it also, Chance was the first Australian Shepherd to have ever won Crufts. Wow. And it was very momentous. And Crufts is the largest, most prestigious dog show in the you know in the world. Uh-huh. So it was a big deal. Several years later, I met the owner of uh, Chance, the person who you know who, who has Chance, and we struck up a friendship. When I was uh, as I started to plot my novel Red Hot um, Liberty, I I asked her if I could include him as a character in the book and it took a long time for her to make that decision and okay. she ran it by um uh, the original breeder of and had to get you know in her mind she wanted to get everybody's permission and she wanted to get to know me better too to make sure i would not do something terrible with with this and, right, right. and you know to yeah. smirch reputation of her dog his official name is caitlin i'll take a chance 
and his call name is Chance, and he has so many awards now. But anyway, so I came up with a with, and you've got to remember the Red Hot series is a comic series, uh-huh. and so I came up with a plot line where Talisman, who is the prissy pampered show dog with attitude, um, <laughs> is a is a blue merle Australian Shepherd, and yes. Chance is a blue merle Australian Shepherd, and uh-huh. merles are not allowed to mate with merles. Uh, because uh, they the, genetically their puppies would be born deaf, blind, and otherwise. So wow. it's a big, big no-no to mate them. So I decided <laughs> I decided to create a, a funny little subplot where they have experienced this forbidden love, <laughs> and they're they're deeply passionately in love that they can't do a thing about it. Star-crossed and, lovers, I love yes, it. Star-crossed <laughs> lovers. She wears a little scarf that says just like Romeo and Juliet, and, <laughs> and you know, so it, it's very, very funny. And it also conveys a, a learning message, too, which I do try to do with all my fiction, because yeah, a lot of people do not understand the genetics and that they can't be bred. And unfortunately, every year, many puppies are born that are blind and deaf because of people's ignorance. They just don't understand that they can't breed these two, the, the, the two together. So I'm hoping it will also educate as well as entertain. Right. And, you know, that brings us to the topic of responsible dog breeding. People just need to be... We need to be more conscious of what we're doing and bringing puppies into the world and being sure that they have homes and that we're giving the very best start in life that we possibly can. Absolutely. And know what you're doing and understand the breed and understand how to place the breed with personality types and, you know, be responsible in in it. I fully support responsible breeding. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad. I do, too. And I certainly teach my students and listeners and clients and everybody that I <laughs> I meet also uh, to pay attention. Don't you have an upcoming children's book that's a spinoff to Red Hot Liberty? Um, yes, actually. Yes, oh, my I God. Do. I love that. Oh, children. Okay, tell me, tell me. What about, tell me about the kids' book. <laughs> oh, this is funny. There, um, there is a little funny scene in Red Hot Liberty okay. that is obviously not from the dog's perspective because, I mean, Red Hot Liberty is a very sophisticated adult chiclet novel series. Yes. I think uh, Janet Ivanovich's Stephanie Plum series. It's, yes. You know, it's, it's of that ilk. And uh, But I have this funny little scene that was just too priceless that I realized I wanted to do something more with from the dog's perspective, mm-hmm. and it wasn't appropriate to do it in that book. So I'm doing um, an offshoot of it um, yeah. as a children's book, and the working title of it at this point is uh, Show Dog Sings the Blues. In it, uh, she uh, goes to visit her sister, Maddie Madison, who is, as an aside, based on my late Colby's only surviving child, who is now 15 years old. Oh, my. And she is a Blue Merle um, Australian Shepherd who lives in Fort Collins, Colorado. And and she's still going strong because she is so feisty. And um, she actually is very inspiring. So I, I, that is another case of me taking the, the dog of a friend and, and incorporating it into my fiction. Well, um, in Show Dog Sings the Blues, Talisman goes to visit her sister Maddie for a regularly scheduled play date mm-hmm. on a ranch because Maddie is a uh, hardcore cow dog. Uh-huh. which okay. is, of course, the polar opposite to my prissy pampered little talisman. <laughs> uh, and uh, through, because they're both blue merles, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and through the ignorance of a new ranch hand, 
after she's dropped off for the day for their little play date, he gets the two confused after they fall in a mud puddle. Oh! After their little scheduled playtime, he puts um, whom he thinks is talisman back in the house to rest for the day because she is this pamper princess, then uh, goes to work with whom he thinks is Madison, but he's got the two dogs confused. It's, it is an Australian Shepherd Freaky Friday. And um, so poor talisman has to... <laughs> has to muddle through the day trying to work as a cow dog. Trying to figure out how to be a cow dog. Yeah, how to be a cow dog. And, uh, well, well, poor Madison is in a panic attack um, at the, at, in the house looking out the window with her uh-huh. sweaty paws against the glass going, oh, my God, what is my sister going to do on my ranch today? <laughs> ruining everything. <laughs> It's very funny. It's turning out beautifully. It's very funny. Oh, man. Well, I want to read it. I'm just a big hit at heart anyway, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, God. Thanks for telling us. Uh, we'll look forward to that. Do you know when it's going to be finished up? I don't have a, a release date yet no for it. Yet. No. Okay. Okay. No, well, we'll keep yet. looking for it. We'll keep looking for it. And so I have another question. Another rumor is that you're going to feature an evil Australian Shepherd in a sequel to your vampire novel, Glory. Is that true? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. How can can you do an evil dog? It's really going to be hard. And I I really, I'm having a challenge with it because I I love animals so much and and, um, uh, and I especially love Australian Shepherds but I was trying to come up with a, a, a real foil for Hallelujah the intrepid demon fighting Aussie I thought at first I was thinking well, I'll make it a wolf but you know I, that gives poor wolves a bad rep which I don't want to do because wolves are, are, are wonderful animals and they are um, unfortunately very maligned so I decided no I'm not going to do that and then I thought well I'll, I'll find a different kind of dog and it's funny because yeah. I posted on my Facebook page what kind of dog do you think I should use and and I have so many Australian Shepherd friends on Facebook <laughs> and, and of course there's this huge rivalry that always goes on between the Border Collie people and the Australian Shepherd people uh-huh, uh-huh. so the Aussie people were going, oh, make it a border collie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I didn't want to do that, you know, so because that kind of didn't seem fair. So I You're decided. A shepherd, a Doberman. Come on. Not a, yeah. not a shepherd. You know, or, and then someone said, well, make it a chihuahua. But, you know. Oh, a chihuahua. If, <laughs> evil Taco Bell dog. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I decided that I, I should make it the polar opposite of, of Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And so um, it's going to be a. You know, another Australian Shepherd, just like her, except kind of like her polar opposite. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm playing with that, and that's kind of fun. I love that. That's so <laughs> cool. What a hoot! I kind of love what you do. This is so much fun. So, Devin, can you talk for a minute about the winners of the best friend raffles? Yes. For the first raffle, the winner was a basset hound named Ross, <laughs> uh, who belonged to a doctor down in Texas. It was a challenge for me because I have never even met a basset hound um, before, so I've had to do a lot of research. But there is a lot of comic material there. I will say that they are. They are. They're very funny. (laughs) They're very funny. That's great. I was trying to figure out how how I was going to fit this animal into the story because I mean that's the whole purpose is to integrate them into the story. And I had already created the. I had already started Red Hot Liberty, and Red Hot Liberty is. is a very, very funny story that features a new character in the series named Liberty True, who is a tinfoil hat-wearing, conspiracy theory-believing 
uh, Rebel Patriot at Played for Laughs. So I thought, okay, well, how perfect is this? I will have uh, Basset Hound uh, Ross be her dog, have him named after um, Betsy Ross, and have her dress him up in American flag costumes and say the Pledge of Allegiance to him every day. And, you know, really, it w- and she's a hunter and a, and a survivalist, so that would work well because basset hounds are hunting dogs. So that's yes, how they I... Are. Yes, they are. So that's how I, I worked that into it. That's hysterical. It is. As an aside, uh, ironically, last year after... After he won, um, he passed away. And so for his person, this will be a real good tribute. So I'm very pleased that I was able to, that it all worked out like it did. Yeah, what a, an amazing way to memorialize your loved one, your dog forever, you know? Yes, yes. What a cool idea. So that oh. worked out very well. Mm-hmm. And then the raffle winner for the second book uh, I mean, the second raffle for the third book. Sorry, I get a little confused here. It's a no, little challenging. There are a lot of them. Yes, um, is a celebrity in his own right, and his name is Bocker the Labradoodle, <laughs> and uh, he lives in New York, and he is an actor. Oh, he's an actor. He's an actor. He was in Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. He was uh, in Julia Roberts' uh, Eat, Love, and Pray. That is due out this summer. Um, He has quite. um, He has. He has quite a portfolio, and he's a model. Oh, he's beautiful too. Just gorgeous. So I've got this Labradoodle again. I know nothing about Labradoodles, so I'm thinking, what am I going to do with him in the third book? And I haven't begun writing the third book yet, but I have uh, plotted it out. Actually, it, it, the, the plot evolved in this case more from this Labradoodle's presence in the, as a character because all I knew about the third book is it was going to be about the supernatural and the paranormal. I was going to, you know, play it for laughs because it is a humorous book. I was going to go ahead and um, uh, kind of poke fun at vampires and, and the like because it kind of tie in with my very oh-so-serious vampire series. I decided that uh, I would make the gist of the plot that um, Steven Spielberg came to town to make a movie called um, Red Hot Vampire. Uh, Bocker the Labradoodle was one of the stars of the movie, and he is kidnapped and held for ransom by a group of um, people who believe they're real-life vampires until uh, Steven Spielberg agrees to allow uh, real vampires play fictional vampires in his movie. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So Whoa. I know. <laughs> uh, so it's funny, and that is. So I'm I'm very very pleased that uh, Bacher is going to be part of the third book in the series. Oh man, I'm so excited! I want to read him right now. Hurry up! Let's get off the phone. You have more writing to do, Devin. I know. I'm writing as fast as I can. <laughs> oh God, I love it. I yeah, I can just imagine living with these characters. You know, with the stories and in, in your own mind, you know, in your mental workshop, having them evolve and bringing in all the personalities. I just, oh, I love what you do. So much fun. I'm having a blast. It's truly fun. And I do want to mention that I haven't ignored the cats. Um, I haven't. I for all cat and horse and bird people. (laughs) Well, there was a gal who entered both raffles and did not win. I wanted to honor her participation. I um, I contacted her and I said, you know, you didn't win, but you've entered both raffles, and I would like to, you know, do something um, if I may to to honor you for that. And so I will include your animal. What is your animal? And she has this uh, Tonkinese cat. Oh, 
<laughs> named Marina Knight, Marina. who is a very mysterious cat. So uh, uh, as I have, as as they all are, don't you? Yes. <laughs> this cat is going to become a new character in the series and belong to the goofy uh, psychic. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the goofy psychic that is uh, that is a, is a character in all three of the Red Hot books. I love it. <laughs> oh God. I know we've been chatting for quite a while now, so oh, I, we could keep going. I just, I keep want, you know, I want to know a lot more. I, I'm one of those inquiring minds, but I think let's go ahead and call it, uh, call it quits at this point. Uh, tell people how they can find you. So, uh, do you have, a, you have a website? I do. It's um, www.devinwrites.com, and let me spell that. Yeah. It's D E V I N writes w-r-i-t-e-s all one word devinwrites.com got it great and so everybody listening go to devinwrites.com and sign up you have a newsletter right i do please sign up for my e-newsletter i send it out monthly this will keep you updated about um, all the news in relation to my books that are out now and the ones that are upcoming Right, and then if you do future raffles or any other things that you're up to, right, you'd let folks know. Right, and actually I do contests of all all sorts. Right now I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing one for the best title for the children's book. Ooh, and cool. um, the best one so far, the one that we like so far, is the show dog sings the blues, but we're still open. We haven't decided for sure. That's just our working title. Mm-hmm. The winner will ultimately be mentioned in the book, and their pet will be featured, you know, in that regard, or their their animal based business or anything animal related that they would like to promote. I am going to um, include that in the acknowledgments and on the website as oh, as the prize. And, of course, while people are on your website, devinwrites.com, I'm betting that you that they could actually buy your books. Yes, I have a bookstore there. <laughs> yes. Good. And yep. they can buy um, autographed copies directly from me. Of course, my books are that. available, you know, in bookstores and via Amazon, etc. But mm-hmm. if they buy it from me, they can get uh, my autograph and either hallelujah or talisman's potograph uh per their request they do have to ask but when they place the order there's a way for them to send you know to request that so what a cool thing i love this devon so everybody listening be sure and go to devonwrites.com tell your friends please i know a lot more folks want to know about these kinds of books and what you're up to uh we certainly want to support you and love the work you're doing to support best friends animal society and and the other shelters, I know you also contribute to uh, other rescues like Australian Shepherd Rescue right. stations and things like that. Right. I do definitely uh, support animal welfare groups like Aussie Rescue, Border Collie Rescue, Basset Hound Rescue, etc. Wonderful. Mm. Thank you, Devin. You're welcome. I've had a blast talking to you. I have had some. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's just say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.